are listening to the Modern Fedora Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Gleason, and I am joined today by Dominic Meyer. Hello. Today, we are going to be talking about everyone's absolute favorite subject, school. What? (laughs) (laughs) Relax. Relax. We're not going to be like teaching math or quantum physics. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna, ready for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not qualified to teach either of those things. Uh, today we're actually going to be talking about the some of the most ridiculous classes you can take in school and some odd or hilarious school stories. Okay, that's up my alley. I think we all have one, at least one of those. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> So do you think our listeners out there who are still in school can actually count this podcast episode towards their schooling? I mean, I have no idea. That'd be that'd be pretty cool if you could just listen to some people on the internet talk for half an hour and yeah. count it towards your schooling. Um I mean, maybe it could be listed under social studies. If anything. <laughs> Social studies, maybe drama club. I mean, who needs a drama club when you have the Modern Fedora podcast right here? True, true. And you can definitely expect some of these stories to be pretty dramatic. Yeah, all the fun perks of drama without having to stand on stage in front of hundreds of people to perform something. Exactly. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Welcome to the first segment of the day, talking about classes that you will not believe a person can actually take. Besides algebra, you mean? Yes, of course. Besides <laughs> algebra. <laughs> actually, this this whole topic kind of stems from an experience that we had the other day. Dom, do you want to relate that to our audience? Sure. So we were talking about our cousin on, well, talking with our cousin on Zoom. and <laughs> Not about our of- <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about people behind their backs. That's that's ridiculous. Only on a podcast. Uh, only on the podcast. <laughs> Actually, the topic of driving came up somehow. I don't really remember how, but she mentioned how she was bad at driving. And this was even though she took a defensive driving course. So the story sounds pretty normal so far, right? You know, defensive driving, people do that. Well, then she starts to explain what this air quote defensive driving course was. And things start to sound a little wacky. Apparently, it is taken in an empty parking lot, and the instructor, amongst other things, has you drive with drunk glasses on, speed as fast as you can, and make high-speed turns, drift around cones, and other just ridiculous things. Now, all of this probably has some actual value, but I mean, just hearing about it is the craziest driving course I've ever heard of. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It kind of sounds like they're teaching you how to speed and evade cops. Like, <laughs> if, if that's how driver's ed was, maybe I would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would honestly be so awesome. I'd feel like I missed out on something because I also did not go to driver's ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that's that's how this whole topic got started. We were like... I wonder what other weird classes 
and schools exist in this massive world. Mm-hmm. So here we are today discussing that with you. You want to share some of your findings? Sure thing. So the school that hosts the class I'm talking about is Penn Arts and Sciences. And you can find all this information and the class for yourself at PennArtsAndSciences.com, I believe it is. It's the it's their website. You'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they have a class called Wasting Time on the Internet. Huh. That's a that's a interesting subject matter. <laughs> do they do they teach you how to be how to not waste time to, to be more productive? <laughs> uh nope, not really at all. Uh I'll just kind of summarize and quote from their website here. They talk about how we live our lives in front of screens, mostly wasting time, and that's fair enough. You know, we do. And then they pose the question what if these activities were used as raw material for creating compelling and emotional works of literature? Okay, so this class is about turning mindless scrolling into meaningful literature? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I guess this is an English class of sorts, but instead of putting away distractions to focus, they use the distractions. In fact, when they go to class, they're required to stare at a screen for three hours, only interacting through chat rooms, bots, and social media. That is so odd. Like, I can't even imagine what the atmosphere for this class would be like would it just be awkward silence as everyone stares into their own screen for hours <laughs> or or would they like have groovy coffee shop vibes happening <laughs> uh i i am hoping for the coffee shop vibes because that'd be kind of cool it would be uh, you just like have a have a little coffee shop for school yeah starbucks anyway <laughs> i have no clue however they do study Twitter feeds, Facebook, situationism, and even ASMR, surprisingly. that That's definitely odd. Yeah. And their final call to action on the site, distraction, multitasking, and aimless drifting are all mandatory. Huh. I, I mean, it sounds like I would excel at this course. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say on that. I, I guess it could either be super cool or just a massive waste of time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they'd have to keep the students on task somehow because otherwise it, they'd just be randomly. Sur- I don't know. You would think there'd be some way, but I don't, I don't know in the long run. Yeah. I mean, if, if they didn't have some way of keeping the kids on track, it would just be a lot of them signing up because they, they can go to class and do what they were going to do in their day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like just waste, waste your day away and then write a poem when you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call it a day. Would, would anyone really take you seriously if you, if you said you majored in wasting time? <laughs> yeah that would get a job who doesn't want a professional slacker in their workforce (laughs) oh my goodness uh well do you want to give us our next one do you have one yeah yeah another interesting college course this is offered by the santa clara university and it's called the physics of star trek 
Whose idea was that? <laughs> Evidently someone who just watched a lot of Star Trek and took it pretty <laughs> literally. You can you can find the info for this um this class at scu.edu. Okay. So summarizing what they talk about in their course description, they point out how Star Trek has permeated our culture and helped to create our vision of space travel and of the future. Yeah, okay. I can agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a pretty cool vision of the future, but their description mm-hmm. continues. The Star Trek franchise, which includes six TV series and 13 movies, depicts a wide range of science, much of it well-grounded grounded in theoretical reality. Wow. I mean, I've seen some Star Trek before. I'm not a Trekkie by any means. I haven't seen all of them, but I never really considered it as realistic science yeah. Yeah, I've I've never seen Star Trek. I mean, maybe a couple of clips on the internets. But yeah. I I guess that I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It 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 doesn't really help that we're nowhere near close to achieving the things that they have in Star Trek. True. I mean, we haven't discovered any life in life in space and yet that is a huge plot in star trek as far as i'm aware (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure aliens are a big part of it (laughs) yeah true that it kind of revolves around alien relations (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the most known character is an alien right (laughs) yeah yeah i think yeah he is (laughs) (laughs) all right well the description of this class continues to study the science of star trek is to study real exciting science We will explore the physics that underlie space travel and time travel. We will study Newton's and Einstein's physics and the standard model of particle physics. Okay. Starting to hear some big words, important names, starting to sound more like real physics. Oh, definitely. To be honest, if I was more into physics or, I mean, honestly, if I was smart enough for physics <laughs> we'll just be real here <laughs> i i think i'd really like this class because you're still learning normal theories actual science but you're uh-huh. applying it in a cool fantasy type of way like actual culture that we know yeah i mean as a nerd that sounds like fun <laughs> oh yeah i i totally agree you know i think they should make more classes based on comics movies tv you know superhero science multiverse theories with spider-man that'd be pretty cool (laughs) yeah i mean maybe an official recommendation to teachers out there i don't know if this is how it works but i think (laughs) i think if you want if you want more kids to get back into enjoying learning make courses based on the popular culture yeah, and you can use actual science to make sci-fi premises such as transporter beams and warp drive from Star Trek sound a lot more achievable. Yeah. Although, as we talked about in our space episode, maybe we should hold off on blasting into the outer edges of the galaxy for a while. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> stay uh, away from stay away from space. It's big and scary. <laughs> probably not the best idea. Well, uh, here's another course. It's actually brought to us by Plymouth State University, and it's called Adventure Education. Oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. 
Yeah. Sounds really fun. My kind of course. Uh, it kind of teaches you how to be an action hero almost. So talking about the description and you can get all this information from Plymouth.edu. Uh, this course teaches you all sorts of crazy skills such as mountaineering, whitewater kayaking, winter camping, wilderness exploration, and others. So the course requires you to travel into the gray outdoors with only your wit and wisdom to protect you. I mean, that would definitely make for an interesting semester. It really would. And it actually sounds pretty identical to a book that I read once. Uh, it was a really cool book. But basically, the students were being trained in the wilderness, in wilderness survival, and they were taught how to make a bow and knives to hunt, all that good stuff. And then for the final test, they were just dropped into the wilderness alone for so many days to survive and test their knowledge and skills. And if you know what book I'm talking about, message us and I'll get back to you. I mean, personally, that book sounds like my worst nightmare. But <laughs> this course is really a, a book come true then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And the campus is actually in the perfect location for a course like this, just because it's right in New Hampshire, which, if you didn't know, is surrounded by natural beauty and wilderness. Yeah, if, if you actually look up a picture of this place, it's really pretty. Yeah, especially in the fall with all the colors, like... It looks it looks pretty awesome. So an average day in this school could literally be winter backcountry travel, alpine mountaineering, and canoe paddling fundamentals. That sounds very hands-on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think pretty much all of it is hands-on. And surprisingly, this is actually a course that you can get a bachelor's and master's degree in. Wow, I, I would not have expected that. What kind of yeah, job yeah. opportunities does this lead you to? Uh, an, a number of really interesting things, really. Uh, you could lead youth expeditions through forests, rivers, and mountains. This seems to be like the main goal is to be kind of a tour guide type thing. But you can also work in national parks, uh, environmental education, outdoor adventure leadership, and other things that have to do with that. They say that you should get comfortable with heights, extreme temperatures, and complaining children. <laughs> <laughs> I... Besides the complaining children, that would probably be a really fun job. <laughs> yeah. Working outside um, all day like that. I mean, it's probably... I mean, I like that idea. It might not be my first choice, personally. It's probably yeah. a nightmare to some people, but it, it does seem pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of it being hands-on with all the expeditions and stuff, too. It yeah, it's kind of like the Star Trek course in that it seems like it would promote more learning because you go outside and do stuff with your hands. Yeah. Well, I guess if somebody out there is looking for a cool school, here are three of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's pretty much a course for just about everything. Yeah, I I agree. Well, we have more crazy things to talk about, including school stories that will make you facepalm and shake your head. <laughs> so we'll get right into those after a quick ad break. Welcome back to the episode. As promised, it's story time. Yay. Now, 
Everyone loves story time. Oh, I yeah. think we all have a story we could share from our time at school. Mm. Maybe even many, depending on how wild of a student we were. <laughs> <laughs> or how traumatized you were by school. <laughs> how traumatized you were. <laughs> so we ended up taking to the internet to find the weirdest school stories we could find. And as expected, it was successful. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise. No surprise there. Before we start, if you have a story of your own, you listeners out there, that you'd like to share from school, go ahead and message us about it. We would love to hear it. <laughs> yes, we would. All right, so now on to our findings from BuzzFeed. Dominic, would you like to go first? Absolutely. So this entry comes from somebody named Esma CLD. That's her username. They said, one day a fire alarm broke, resulting in it going off every 30 minutes or so. Oh my gosh, that's annoying. If you remember what school fire alarms sound like. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I agree. But they continue. About a week or so later, the fire alarm went off again, and his teacher wouldn't let them leave the class classroom. Uh, the alarm just kept, just kept going off, and the teacher continued his lesson like nothing was happening. But finally, a very angry firefighter charged into their classroom and yelled at them to get out. Turns out the school was actually on fire this time, and the math teacher forced them to stay in a burning building. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's, it's the alarm that cried a fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the story is crazy and hilarious at the same time, because... On the crazy side, I can't believe the teacher didn't let them go and just resumed his lesson because as Jaden said, fire alarms at school are very, very loud and annoying. So how could you just stand to keep teaching or sitting there despite this ear, pier ear piercing noise? Yeah, I mean, despite the obvious lack of safety and concern for the students, because even if it was a <laughs> test, you're supposed to leave. Like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. like the rules of it's like teacher 101. <laughs> but but ignoring that the noise like if I was the teacher I'd just be like all right let's take this lesson outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ironically, I've actually had that happen before when I was in school during days where the alarm was broken. We all went outside and did the lesson out there. So, it's not mm -hmm. too hard to imagine, but on the funny side it's kind of funny that this proves true the saying of the boy who cried wolf because, well, we see what happened. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess you're up next. All right. So do you all know that feeling when you walk into a public bathroom and there are like three or four people already waiting in there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. It is so awkward. I just like, nope. And I go wait somewhere else. Exactly. And that's just three or four people. A um a person with the username of Bears Beats Buzzfeed shares that when <laughs> shares that when they were a junior, sixty seven boys crammed into the what? bathroom at the same time between class. <laughs> <laughs> you may ask why. <laughs> yes, why? <laughs> the answer is just to see how many people could fit. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> After that they all just left. That's it. They just were like, let's see how many people could fit. And then they just went <laughs> back to class. Like nothing happened. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that's so odd. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is what people really mean when they say boys being boys. <laughs> just, just a really strange and useless science experiment. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to be the poor kid that got crammed into the toilet. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least we know that you can cram sixty-seven boys into a school bathroom. I mean, I think that that was very important knowledge for all of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just think, store that away. Yeah. All right. What do we have next? Uh, well, I have one that's kind of like three levels of what? So hmm. it'll progress. Interesting. <laughs> so this one comes from the user NickYoung09. And they say, we had a deer jump through the window of a classroom nearby. A student in my class claimed that he saw the deer stalking students earlier that morning. Class went on as usual, and the deer was caught and released outside by a teacher who happened to be a deer farmer. What? <laughs> that, you, yeah, you were right. There is a lot to unpack from that small little story. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, first we have the obvious matter of a deer just jumped through the window of a classroom. Like, that alone isn't normal. No, yeah. And then someone claims that the deer was already hanging around stalking people. <laughs> like, like, what a shady deer. You can practically picture this deer rolling up in its white van. <laughs> yeah, and this, kids, is why we don't walk in the woods alone. Yes, this is why shady deer is the only reason you don't walk in the woods alone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I also... Love the fact that one of the deers just ha one of the deers one of the teachers <laughs> one of the teachers just happens to be a deer farmer. Like, I feel like that's such a such a weird job. Like, you don't hear about many deer farmers around. It's very no, convenient. No, definitely not. The fact that this teacher is also a deer farmer. What a convenient. <laughs> what a convenient <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, oh, but imagine uh, plot twist. What if? It was actually his deer, and it escaped and followed him to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, that'd be crazy. Did you notice the order of events, though? Like, I'm genuinely confused because maybe the writer just worded things a little strange, but they said class resumed, and then the deer was captured. So, like, how long was this deer just chilling in the school before someone was like, yeah, you should probably take care of that? Maybe the deer just wanted to learn. Like, who are we to, who are we to stop deer education? Like, like picture him just like in a little school desk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Or maybe class just resumes and a mob of teachers are chasing this deer through the hallways. Yeah, just just eating books at the deer. And and then deer farmer guy just ambushes the deer and tackles it to the ground. He was prepared. <laughs> He had deer traps set for this very moment. He knew this day would come. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, li I'd like to see that. Uh, anyway, do you have any more? Yeah, I do, actually. So, you know how sometimes trying to be funny, someone will be like, I'm the most humble person I know. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that defeats the purpose of humility itself. That statement does. Well, this person says that they got called to the guidance counselor one day and found two of their friends just sitting there. This person had no idea why he was being called. Mm, but he yeah. sat, and the guidance 
counselor told this guy that his friends were upset because he was too modest and the fact what? that he didn't brag made them feel bad about themselves. <laughs> what? That's a new one. <laughs> I know. And th- what's weird about this is the guidance counselor sided with the friends and told the guy he needed to start talking about his accomplishments more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. It's basically the complete opposite of what you're told. <laughs> yeah, you go to the school counselor and they're like, you need to be more more haughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's crazy. All right, we we got anything else? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this one's kind of wild. Uh, the person said that in eighth grade they made a conga line with a few friends and they congaed through the hallway. I think that's the right word for that. All right, this is already weird. <laughs> yeah. So they were having a good old time, and then they tripped and fell and things got out of hand and someone got kicked by a mean girl and they all got sent to the office and they were going to be banned from going to the dance that night and also suspended so the students knew they couldn't do anything else so they just asked for a refund on the dance tickets and because the school was so cheap and didn't want to refund them they just said all right never mind you can just go so they let them all go (laughs) scot-free Oh my gosh, the principal just, I can picture him so defeated, just sighing and dropping his head like, I guess, I guess you could just go. I know. It's, I mean, it's weird that they took such disciplinary action in the first place since it didn't really seem like that big a deal, but probably why they were like, yeah, it's not worth our money, but yeah, anyway, anyway, it's your turn. So this next one is pretty crazy, but also pretty cool. So our Quora user here said that their school was getting completely torn down in the summer after their senior year. So the school let them decorate the halls for what she thinks was homecoming. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they could decorate it any way they wanted. So some of the things they did were painting the lockers and walls and laying sod on the floors. (laughs) she said that the custodial staff was not too pleased but nobody cared because it was all bulldozed in less than a year oh my goodness that would be so much fun i mean i don't know how good of an idea would be to give kids just creative freedom yeah (laughs) and it sounds like the staff had to clean most of it up but honestly i would have just left it because that sounds kind of cool yeah, could you imagine imagine walking into school and the floor is covered in grass and you've got murals <laughs> on the lockers? I think that'd be so cool. <laughs> Can we start a school like that? <laughs> Just open a school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like one does. Yeah, like one does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds really... <laughs> like some, yeah, some out of a movie. Yeah, I mean, that was all pretty crazy, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. But we've got some more whack schools coming up after the break. Now, we talked about some crazy school stories. We did. But now we're going to get into some crazy schools. (laughs) Is that the end of the sentence? Just crazy schools? Yeah, that's that's the end of the sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> the first one I have is 
it's not too out there compared to some okay. of the others, but it's pretty interesting. It's called the Brooklyn Free School. Oh, and okay. if you just Google that name, what you'll see listed right under the name of the school is it's described as an updated school. Updated school. So I'm thinking either a newly renovated school or a school where all the students are androids. I mean, that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> um, but no, unfortunately, it is not a school for androids. Aww. This this school's actually on our list because here there is no required curriculum, grades, or testing. The students what? completely control their own education. How? Okay, how does that even work? Because do the students even do anything? Do they get anything done? I mean, I was wondering the same thing because how much self-control do kids really even have? Yeah. But it seems to work pretty well hmm. because a student can choose whatever way to learn works best for them, whether having True. a structured day that's the same every day or being more randomized, whatever they're feeling in the moment, mm -hmm. or whether working in a group setting or by themselves. That is a pretty cool idea. So as of 2015, this school has graduated 24 students in 11 years, a majority of whom have gone to college, according to the school's director. Hmm. That's a pretty cool accomplishment. I mean, it allows the children to just learn because they want to, not necessarily because they have to or else they're not going to graduate. Yeah, I think that was the reason behind the school being founded the way it was. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Uh, well, I have one. It comes from a site called fieldguide.com, and it's on these boat schools in Bangladesh. They're actually established in 2002, and these boat schools were a project of a nonprofit organization, and I'm going to try to say this correctly. It is Shudwali Swanavar Sanktha. Uh, I probably said that so wrong, so let me know, but... <laughs> These schools were designed in the first place due to the twice-a-year floods because they would leave many of the country's citizens without even access to clean water, food, or electricity. So there are actually over 100 of these boat schools, and each school has a computer, internet access, and a small library. And a bonus, they're all solar-powered. That's really cool, actually, to, to, to provide that for people. Yeah. I... Do wonder though if students attend these schools full time or just when a flood happens. Yeah, I don't really know, but there are a bunch of other boat facilities. There's some for healthcare and also just houses to meet the needs of people. That's that's a really cool idea. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> just really kind, yeah. and it's nice that it was headed up by some nonprofit. Yeah, I, I agree. See a need, fill a need. It does show how much of a problem this flooding must be there, though. Like, mm -hmm. And also, either each of these boat schools is pretty small or there's a lot of children because you said there were over a hundred of these. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Uh, that's a lot of boat schools, though. They do look pretty cool, though. I recommend that you look up some pictures online for yourself. Uh, when you're done listening to this or while you're listening to this. And you can read more about it on fieldguide.com. So, you get another school for us, Jaden? I do. This is a pretty unique school in the town of Artesia, New Mexico. 
It's called Abo Elementary School and Fallout Center. <laughs> uh, okay, wait a minute. Did you just tack Fallout Center onto the end of an elementary school? Those don't usually go together. No, they don't, but that is actually <laughs> the name of this school. <laughs> oh, wow. the, this shelter slash school was built in 1962 during the Cold War. So it served as huh. a shelter for the community as well as a public school until 1995. That's actually pretty recent, actually. Yeah, not too bad. Anyway, the entire school was underground except for the playground, which was essentially on what would be the roof of the school. Wow. Okay, I kind of want to visit this place. Yeah, I. it would be really interesting to see that. I don't know if it's being used for anything now. But can you imagine going to school there? <laughs> like, <laughs> That'd be so crazy. Like, what school do you go to? Oh, I go to Avo Elementary and Fallout Center. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love how Fallout Center is included in the school's name. Yeah. Like, can't get much better than that. It really can't. If you want to learn more about Avo Elementary, visit nps.gov. Awesome. All right, so another one is in the Zhangdong Cave School in China. That's right, cave school. So Zhangdong is a whole community of cave dwellers who are pretty cut off from the rest of the world. Since 1984, though, they were able to bridge some of that gap to the teachers that traveled to the cave to help these people to learn. Uh, at the school's peak, it had eight teachers who taught 186 students who otherwise would have had no education. Wow, that's that's pretty inspiring. Yeah, it really was. Hold up. Did you just say was? I did. Unfortunately, the Chinese authorities shut this school down in 2011 uh, to maintain some sort of reputation, whatever. Uh, but it was a wonderful thing while it lasted. Yeah, I mean, it's sad that it was shut down to maintain a reputation that mm -hmm. these people's education has to has to fall because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another pretty hard to believe it until you see it school is <laughs> Gulu Elementary in China. It is literally hidden among the clouds. What? In what way? Yeah, this school is located halfway up a mountain and is only accessible by foot. Oof. <laughs> it is about a five-hour climb and oh. the path is only 16 inches oh wide at points. <laughs> with drops oh of a, about a couple thousand feet oh my goodness that is pure insanity it really is and if you look at pictures you see they literally hug the wall of this vertical mountain to climb it wow i can't i can't even imagine so what's the school like at least well it used to be a leaky mud school with no bathroom in fact a kid a kid fell once while looking for a place to go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so recently, the locals renovated the place by hand. Now it has five concrete buildings, a playground, a basketball court, and yes, a bathroom. Okay, that's crazy on so many levels because one, how it was before. I mean, I can't even imagine that. But also now that it has like five buildings and basketball court i mean that's that's pretty nuts it's kind of a thing now is it still running no it was shut down in 2011 so it had ended up operating for 60 years though yeah that's a long time but real fast 
You said that was shut down in 2011. Well, the cave school was also shut down in 2011. I wonder if there's some sort of correlation there. Possibly. I mean, they were both in China. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I, yeah. I'm surprised by how treacherous the journey of the school was, though. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Imagine when they get old and they're like, when I was a kid, we had to climb a mountain for five hours to get to school. <laughs> <laughs> no can't really compete with that one no you cannot if you want to see those pictures or learn more you can visit the school in the clouds explained on medium.com okay will do uh so i have another school that fills some pretty big shoes my my pun sensor is going off was that a pun <laughs> You got me. Indeed it was. Uh, the last school we're talking about is a clown school. Wait, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is a thing. Okay. Now, I would say the biggest clown school was the Barnum & Bailey Clown College. Clown College. Can you believe that? It trained about <laughs> 1,400 clowns in the ringling style, which I didn't know was a thing either, from 1968 to 1997. So... That's, that's quite a while for a clown school. And what's even <laughs> crazier is that this isn't the only clown school around. There's actually still some up and running, including one in L.A. and one in Texas. That is actually very shocking. Imagine imagine having a major and clowning around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it gets even wilder, though. According to some sources, admittance into certain clown colleges is actually harder than getting into Harvard Law School. Wow. Well, I mean, you heard it here first, folks. Clowns are better than lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Don't come at us, lawyers. We're innocent. <laughs> This brings our episode on schooling to an end. Consider yourselves graduated. Yay! <laughs> Let's just say I am glad I am no longer in school. Oh, same. Now, we found all these stories on the internet, but if you'd like to share your own school stories, moments of humor, victory, or failure, you can message us on our site or shoot us an email. You can even ask us a question on Quora. That's right. We're on Quora now. And if you liked what you heard today, don't forget to share us with your friends so that they can enjoy it too. And don't forget to check out our blog. I write that. It gets posted every Friday. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's quite good. And the link is easily found in the description. Also, Noah isn't here to explain the social media, but I believe it is at Modern Fedora Pod on TikTok. So he releases a exclusive video every Wednesday, giving a little clue, a little sneak peek into what our episode will be. And there's some exclusive content over there. Thank you all for your support, and we will catch you next time. And don't forget to wear a fedora.
All right. This brings us to this. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. <laughs> oh boy. Now we found all of these stories off the internet, but if you'd like to share your own school stories, moments of humor, victory, or failure, like we message, like we message. <laughs> <laughs> what is I'm happening? Having, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Oh. Okay. Restart. 